listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York City. I greet you with the greeting of St. Francis. May the Lord give you peace. Amen. With a pious... Uh, printed out the readings for today, special readings and a special mass for Thanksgiving Day. And he printed it so small that even with my glasses on, I can barely read it. And uh, so he had to tell me it's from the Gospel of Luke. Oh yeah, I see that little LK right there. (laughs) All right, I'm not throwing him under the bus. This is the preparatory for the homily. Are you ready? Okay. Thanksgiving. So again, you don't have to be here today. It's not a holy day of obligation, but what a wonderful day to go to mass. You know, the the Eucharist being the word, which means gave thanks. It's one of the actions that Jesus did at the Last Supper. He took the bread, he gave thanks. And that's how the word Eucharist got attached to what we're doing here, to give thanks. The Jews had different types of sacrifices and offerings. And the offering of thanks, also known as the todah offering, that's the Hebrew word for thanksgiving, todah, thank you. The thank offering that Jesus offered the ultimate thank offering as he offered the gift of himself on the cross and he symbolized and ritually prefigured that offering at the last supper the night before and that's why he used sacrificial language when he instituted the eucharist this is my body given for you that's sacrificial language this is my blood poured out for the forgiveness of sins that's uh, sacrificial language it's as if you can juxtapose the words of Jesus from the Last Supper over the bread and the wine onto his lips on the cross, because it's on the cross that he says, this is my body, this is my blood given for you. It's so beautiful. So all of that is to say, getting to Mass, I mean, we're going to do a bunch of things today, right? (laughs) But getting to Mass is such a great way to give thanks, huh? And uh, so in praying about that, you, you can imagine all the homilies and sermons throughout the church in the U.S. today and the theme of what does it mean to give thanks and to be grateful and blah, blah, blah. Okay, it's all a little bit predictable, huh? So it's like, let's do something a little unpredictable. Um, so you could look at this topic from a purely secular point of view. The idea of giving thanks and having gratitude is a natural human virtue to recognize something that's good and to respond to that goodness by being grateful, by giving thanks, huh? Um, so what does, the, what does the gift of our faith bring? What new dimension does the gift of faith bring to the topic of gratitude and thanksgiving? And uh, here's my best effort at explaining what that might be. Um, anybody can recognize something good and give thanks. That's again, it's somewhat natural. Who can experience something bad and still give thanks? I would propose that it's only faith that allows us to do that. That's the unique witness that Christians offer, that we can give thanks to God always, no matter what's happening. You're having a good day, you're having a bad day, give thanks to God. You're having a good week, you're having a bad week, give thanks to God. You won the lottery, you lost the lottery. (laughs) Give thanks to God, you know, like always, everywhere, give thanks to God. This is our spirituality. It transcends the merely natural, huh? And uh, as I was thinking about that, I was thinking about how so often uh, a lot of this does boil down to one's attitude. You can meet people 
who just uh, develop a negative attitude about things, even people who've had many blessings in their life can still find themselves being quite negative. And uh, there's plenty of things to be negative about, huh? As you look around the world, as you leave and look in the mirror, oh boy. <laughs> and then there's the, um, the cultivating of the attitude of gratitude and to be able to give thanks. And I know for myself over the years, I have seen this witnessed by people, especially the, the very poor, even the homeless people who've suffered things that I never suffered. And yet they're so much more grateful than me. And that's a witness, huh? That's a beautiful witness. And uh, I'm rereading a book right now, preparing for a retreat that's, that I'm going to be giving. And it's called um, A Severe Mercy. And the author is Sheldon von Aachen. Anyone familiar with that novel? Or it's a, not a novel, it's a true story. Yeah. So this is a man who um, was a pagan. He and his wife get married, and they have this incredible love affair. And they... Um, they they were so they they so wanted to put their love for each other at the at the center that they made all these commitments and decisions that you know they weren't going to have children because they didn't want anything to get in the way in the way of their love they had kind of like a pagan idea of love they end up going to oxford converting to christianity and becoming friends with the great author cs lewis and then he, forgive me for spoiling the story <laughs> so his wife ends up getting sick and dying and it absolutely crushes him, like unbelievable. And he has such a gift for writing. It's just a heartbreaking story. And out of that experience, he comes to a greater understanding of God's love, even in the midst of suffering. And in talking it over with his friend, C.S. Lewis, C.S. Lewis puts a word to this experience he calls a severe mercy. A severe mercy. And Sheldon is able to come out the other side of it and then to think differently about the experience of losing his beloved wife to an illness. And he's, he ends up being so grateful because of the effect that that had on him ultimately. And, it, and uh, I love that phrase, a severe mercy, a severe mercy. And he has a gift for applying what we believe about the death and resurrection of Jesus to his own suffering. You know, this, this ultimate example of God bringing good out of evil is the death and resurrection of Jesus. And as I was praying over that and thinking about how this man's story models that spirituality so well that he could even give thanks for something that was so difficult, um, I thought about eyeglasses. Okay, now we're coming back to Brother Pius printing this thing small, okay? So in my prayer this morning, I had a prayer image which I'd like to share with you. Um, sometimes in a snarky way, you may hear people accuse others of, oh, you look at the world through rosy glasses. You've heard that before? It's like a way of saying, like, you're, you're such a foolish optimist, <laughs> you know, like, look at you wearing your rosy glasses. And I thought, well, for Catholics, we should wear glasses, okay, <laughs> help us see better. And in this lens is the death of Jesus, and in this lens is the resurrection of Jesus. The death and resurrection of Jesus are like the glasses through which we look at the world as Catholics, huh? So everything, this is the, the hermeneutic key. This is the decoding ring that unlocks for us everything we go through. The death and resurrection of Jesus, especially it's important for suffering and difficulties, even encountering real evil. How could we do that with a spirituality of gratitude? It's something like every dark cloud has a silver lining. But that cloud is the cloud of the Holy Spirit, huh? God's presence. That even in suffering and death, God is now present because Jesus entered into suffering and death. 
And so the death and resurrection of Jesus is the prism through which we see and understand and interpret the world and even our own lives. You know, the things that we go through, the sufferings, the difficulties, uh, that we all have a running list, huh? Of <laughs> things that we're suffering. And all of that could be beautiful when they're seen in the light of the death and resurrection of Jesus. It's our share, our participation in his one sacrifice. And the place where we unite ourselves to him above all else is here at the altar. Here at the altar. The opening prayer at Mass is called the Collect. Uh, it's a fancy way of saying collect. The priest collects all of you. <laughs> and, you know, all of your offerings, all of your sufferings, all of your, all that you bring to the Mass is collected and then brought together and united to Jesus. And uh, so that death and resurrection of Jesus, we will fully experience when we're finally home in heaven. And until then, we suffer. <laughs> until then, we have faith, we have hope, and we have love. Amen. Amen. been listening to from the friars podcast the community of franciscan friars the renewal please visit us at franciscanfriars.com or on social media cfr underscore franciscans Thank you.